0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Motherhood Makeover. I'm so glad you are here, mama. Today I'm sharing with you how I didn't accomplish my goal and how that's okay. It doesn't make me any less worthy or valuable or anything like that. So I'm going to share with you what my goal was, what happened, and where I'm going from it. And I want, the reason I'm sharing these stories is because I know in here, you'll, in my story, you may find yourself and see similarities with how you have experienced challenges and not accomplishing goals and just how you felt. And I'm sharing what I'm doing next. So you can see how you can approach it for yourself in the future. So if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you may have heard me talk about my goal this summer was to hike a 14er. And if you're not from Colorado, uh, a 14er is what we call a mountain that is over 14,000 feet tall. Um, the tallest mountain is a 14er, but I think there's 52 or there's over 50 14ers in the total state of Colorado. And they all vary from degree of, I mean, they're all cha- very challenging to hike, but they vary in like whether or not you could just hike it or you need special mountaineering gear. So that was my goal because I wanted to, one, have something to push myself to get back into shape after having my um, son so that he's just turned a year and motivate me to get back into shape. And then two, I had my only time I've ever done a 14er was when My very first summer, I was interning in Colorado back in 2009. And I did one with my boyfriend at the time, and it was a a miserable experience. Um, And aside from that, when we were first starting, so that was my first summer in Colorado. I'd only been living there for two ish months. And so I was definitely not acclimatized to the altitude yet. So going up to hike a 14er was even, and I came from sea level in Michigan. So hiking a 14-er was like, I don't know what I was thinking, trying to do that when I could barely hike at like 5,000 feet. So we tried this and when I was dehydrated from the night before and just didn't have enough water. And so my heart rate was already, already getting high. I was The hike started off like super steep to begin with and I just wasn't prepared And so I stopped and was taking a break to get some water, and some guy passes us and goes, "Uh uh-oh, stopping already? That's not a good sign. And every single fear, doubt, insecurity I think I've ever had about my body and my fitness came rising to the surface. Because in my mind, it was like the guy said what I was thinking. I literally did not feel good. I already had doubts that I could do this because I'm not a great hiker to begin with. And I didn't feel like I was in great shape. I didn't think I could do it. And to hear someone else say that, just like, like all my fears, it was like what I was thinking was true. Like it validated my thoughts and the rest of that. I like pulled a muscle in my hip. It just I mean, obviously there was probably some beautiful parts. We saw some mountain goats and the view from the top was beautiful, but I just remember being in a horrible mood and fighting with my boyfriend at the time and it was just not great. And so I hadn't done one since and I really wanted to do another 14er to kind of replace that memory and to prove to myself that I can do it. I'm in great shape and not even only doing a 14er, but to do it carrying my baby because now that we have two kids, every time we hike, my husband carries our t- our older two and a half year old, and I carry our one year old. And I knew it was going to be challenging, but we've been doing more challenging hikes leading up to this. And kind of what happened is, last weekend or the week before, we didn't hike at all because there was a lot of smoke in the air, and my one year old had just had a cold, so I was a little afraid of taking him out with like smoky air so we didn't hike and I was really bummed because it was the first weekend we hadn't hiked in a while so I just decided to look up camping for the following weekend just to really get outside enjoy summer we haven't been camping since I don't know my really since my husband and I before we got married and there just so happened to be this one spot randomly open that you could reserve at this campsite right next to a 14er well a couple 14ers So we booked it and then I was looking it up and I was like, you know, it's a little earlier. I was planning on doing this in August. It's the end of July, but what the heck, let's just go for it. And I mean, I knew it was going to be really, really hard and very challenging, but in my head, I just really thought that we would get it done. And what happened was the morning of, we started a little late. We really, if you're new to this, you have to summit the top of the 14ers. So you have to hit the top of the mountain, usually like mid to early morning, because it's very common in summer to have thunderstorms rolling in the afternoon. And it's dangerous to be up on the summit when there's a thunderstorm. Because if you remember like back in science classes, if you're the tallest object on in the area, light, you have a very good chance that lightning will strike you because of how lightning works. And so the, these 14 years, you're above tree line, so There's no trees and you're just the tallest thing up there. So you have to get started early in the morning so that you can be off the summit and in a safer area before they roll in. There was a forecast for isolated thunderstorms starting at 10 a.m. So we had looked at the route. We had looked at the, how long, how many miles it was, how many feet that it went up in the hike. And we kind of were estimating how much time we would need to hike it. We also did not calculate time to stop with two boys to change diapers, let them run around for a few minutes to like get the energies out from being in a pack all day, being carried. And then we started a little bit late. We didn't, we thought it was going to be a lot simpler to, I mean, I should know by now because I have two kids and if you probably know this too, that it always takes longer than you expect. So we got to the trailhead a little late. We started hiking probably 30 minutes later than I had wanted. And afterwards, hindsight, we probably should have started like an hour at least earlier to give us that extra time. I don't know if I still would have made it even with the extra time. So we started hiking and the whole way up the hike, I just kept thinking, like replaying that guy's comment from 2009. What was that? 12 freaking years ago? And I'm still, I'm thinking someone's going to say something to me about it. And I'm literally coming up because I think part of it too, is I didn't stand up for myself. I didn't say anything back to him all back, all the way back then, because I was a hardcore people pleaser and like could not speak at all, stand up for myself. And now I've worked through that and much different. So I was like trying to decide, I'm like, would I be like sassy back? Would I be kind, but like sarcastic, like trying to decide what my response was going to be if someone made a comment about me not being able to make it to the top and, or just being slow or having to stop really soon. So that was, I realized it was taking away from my enjoyment of the current hike because all I was thinking about was what I was going to say to this non-imaginary person that I have not seen. Because guess what happened? Every single person That we saw on the hike said, Oh my gosh, you're carrying your kids. Way to go. You're doing awesome. Keep at it. Like, great job. You're so inspiring. Like, all these friendly, encouraging, such kind words that, like, halfway through the hike, I had to be like, Okay, I have to let this old story go because that just must have been some dude who was like a jerk saying it. And clearly there's so much more, many more nice people in the world. And how that ties back into goal setting is maybe you have a goal that you've tried before. Maybe it's weight loss. And you've had a comment from, let's say, your mom, your spouse, a friend that has stuck with you this whole time. And you are letting that comment from 10, 15 years ago, keep you where you're at and keep pulling you backwards maybe they told you you'd never be able to do it. Maybe they told you that it's just not going to work for you. Or maybe they told you, you look horrible even after like changing your hair color or something. That comment way back then, if you realize it's still affecting you today, it's time to figure out how to let go and release that and notice that you are in a new space. You are a new person because we are always changing. You are not the same person you were 10 years ago. And Just because you couldn't accomplish something back then or it didn't go the way you wanted doesn't mean it's not going to happen now for you. So we keep hiking. And I mean, this is like, when I say this was a challenging hike, this was legitimately a challenging hike. We were hiking. I knew at the top there was going to be boulder fields because I had looked up reviews of the hike. I did not know there were boulder fields before you get to the top, like multiple boulder fields. So I'm scrambling carefully. I mean, there was a path, but it was still like huge steps while wearing easily 35 to 40 pounds on my back. And at this point, I'm like, my legs hurt. My traps are, my shoulders are hurting so bad. And I'm going so slow. I am counting steps. I'm counting out to 40 and then I got to 70. So I was challenging myself to increase the amount of steps. So I'd go for 40 steps. I'd count to the 40 steps. I'd stop and allow myself to rest and catch my breath. And then I'd go further and I was challenging myself to just add two steps. So then it would be 42 and eventually got all the way to, I was doing 70. But it got to a point, I just, I could not make it any further. And there were dark clouds starting to form. And we just couldn't tell which way the weather was going and which way... Um, the wind was, and because we were above treeline, we were just concerned that by the time we try to make it to the top, because we had another mile, and we could see the summit at this point and how far away it was and how much more vertical we had to go up. Um, and I looked at my watch because I was tracking it, and we had already hiked basically uphill for four and a half hours. Think of doing a stairmaster for four and a half hours with 30 pounds on your back. Like it was rough and I was joking, a couple of people asked me, I don't, someone asked me how it felt or something. And I was like, Oh, I think this is like the most challenging thing I've done aside from childbirth, because that's how much mental, because it was not just physically challenging. It was mentally challenging to keep myself going and wanting to keep going and pushing towards that goal. And I had bouts of being like super optimistic, like we're gonna we're gonna make it even if we go really slow to bouts of like, there's no way we're gonna make it. And I tried to stop those thoughts because I knew they were not helpful. It was not gonna be helpful to hike the whole way thinking I'm not going to make it. That was just gonna make it more harder and less enjoyable. So if you're reaching towards your goal, if you're the whole time telling yourself it's not possible, you're not going to achieve it, it's just not gonna work for you, that's gonna make it really unenjoyable for you. And when you don't believe in yourself, it's pretty much never going to happen. You have to believe in yourself. So at one point we kind of had to sit down, we took a break and then we had to call it. We had to make the decision. And I just, because we had our kids with us, didn't feel safe trying to, knowing how slow I was hiking, trying to go any higher with the storm clouds rolling in. And knowing we still had a ways to hike before we got back to treeline where we'd be a little safer. So we had to call it. And at that point, I literally, I didn't have sunglasses on. So if you're an easy crier like me, I was embarrassed to cry, to have people see me crying on a hike where I'm supposed to be having fun. And after some journaling, after I realized that comes from my childhood, because I was an easy crier, I was told a lot to not cry and basically was shamed for crying. So now I feel shame crying, especially in situations where I'm supposed to be having fun. And this is where I, w- I was wanted to cry because I had this big goal. I thought I was going to make it. And then here I am so close. I can see the summit. It's right there. And I'm not going to make it because my body, body just physically can't. And the weather's stopping us. And so that made me really, really sad. And I also had the thought that some mountaineers pay a hundred thousand plus dollars to try to summit Everest and they have to pay all that money, go take a month and a half to two months out of their life to go to Nepal, do the training, the acclimatization train, and they may not get to summit because of weather, conditions, conditions injuries, their health. There's so many factors that they also may not get to make it. But that doesn't make them any less of a person. doesn't make them any less worthy of anything. It doesn't make them a failure. I mean, heck, that's just inspiring to me that they even went out and tried. And I decided I had to apply that concept to my own hike of doing the 14er. That I tried And that's way more than the majority of people will ever do, that I tried for my goal. It was not a failure because I can try again. And I really think failure is only when you quit. It's only when you give up. And it didn't make me any less worthy, any any less enough. You know, it didn't make me not enough. That's not what my brain wanted to tell me at first. On the way down, I, if you've been hiking before, you probably know this. You do a really long hike on the way down. You're like, just get me off this mountain. I just want to sit down and rest. And you really don't have a choice because you have to hike out to get to the car. And I started, that felt like the longest hike down ever. And I, all the thoughts were running through my head of being disappointed in myself. And it's kind of like you can do all this thought work, but these uh, limiting beliefs, common thoughts, or automatic negative thoughts have been there your entire life. So even when you do all the work, they'll still pop up. So I had all these thoughts pop up like, because we couldn't summit, it was because it meant I'm too fat still. Which I know in reality, I don't think I'm fat at all. But that's sort of the conditioning and things that I had been made to believe growing up that when I couldn't do something physically, when I couldn't physically achieve something, it's because I was too fat. And like all the fears that like, I can't be inspiring to others because I was failed at my goal. Um, everyone like will know that I didn't make it. So who's going to want to like hang out with me because I'm not going to be enough. I'm going to be a loser. All these crazy thoughts that I know in my rational mind sitting here are not true, but that's what these automatic negative thoughts were coming up, especially because I had a net negative experience before doing a hike like this and before in other instances where I'm just, honestly, I'm just not athletic when it comes to hiking or biking uphill. And all these thoughts kept popping up of experiences in the past. And now I've gotten to the place that I know that those thoughts don't define me. They're just thoughts and I let them pass through. I even like yelled on the trail a little bit, maybe scared someone if they were nearby. I don't know. (laughs) And if that's you, if you're trying to reach a goal and all of a sudden maybe weight loss is just, that's kind of my specialty, but it could be anything else. But let's say it's weight loss and all these thoughts... You think, I'm never going to be able to do this. It didn't work before. Last time this happened, um, it means I'm like a failure if I can't do this. I'm just going to give up and quit. So why even try? You might have all these negative thoughts come up and try to take over your brain, especially when it gets really challenging, especially when it gets challenging. That's why I work with my clients so long, because you you will always want to quit when it gets really hard. But there's a difference between quitting and knowing when it's okay to change your goal. So if you missed Monday's episode, go back and listen to it. It's about creating a written contract with yourself. I, I talk in there how to do it, what it is. And one of the things is when you can renegotiate your contract with yourself. And your contract can be a goal, a boundary you're setting with yourself. So in this case, my goal to hike a 14er. On the way down, I was very angry and I was like, I'm never doing one again. This is stupid. I'm going to change my goal. Like I attempted it. That was my goal to attempt one. When I woke up this morning after sleeping on it, I'm not sure. I don't know. It's part of the reason I don't know whether or not I'll attempt one again is because it's very with two kids. It's challenging to organize it all because you have to get up so early, which is one of the reasons we camped. So we didn't have to get up so early uh, and drive. We could just get up and we were like two minutes down the road from the trailhead. Um, so I'd either have to plan camping again or we'd have to get the boys up super early. And I don't know if I want to do that because we all know what happens when we wake our kids up early. They just are like hot messes the rest of the day. So I'm just not sure if it'll happen because I we probably have in Colorado like another 90-ish days to do 14 ers It kind of depends on how cold it gets in September, how quickly it gets cold. Whether or not it's doable. So, right now it's kind of up in the air. I'm very proud of myself for attempting it and getting as far as I did and pushing myself as far as I did um, because I went way further than when I first wanted to quit. So, when you will know it's okay to change your goal, an example would be you, in the beginning, say you wanna lose 30 pounds, but you get to 25 pounds you've lost 25 pounds, you're down to the last five and you've tried for months and it's just not going anywhere. And you're actually really happy with how your body is, where it's at. It's okay to change it. You're not a failure or a quitter for changing your goal from losing the last five pounds to being happy where you're at. It's sort of one of those things where as you grow, grow and evolve as a person, you can change these goals to better suit who you are now. So my goal, the 14er, I didn't quit because I still attempted it. We had the purpose of doing it. It just didn't work out that way. So I don't feel like I quit or I'm a failure. There was factors involved. And sometimes it's just you have to change your goal. I still like that I had it because I did push myself on all of our hikes and trained for it. And I learned a lot from it. And I also learned that this was a great episode to share with you in case you are feeling the same way, that you feel guilty for changing your goal. Like, let's say you have a goal of you're going to walk every single day for 60 days and you get on day 25. I don't know why I keep saying using 25 as a number, but you get to day 25 and it's pouring rain. You didn't sleep well last night and you decide you're just going to do like the time that you will be walking outside, you're just going to do the treadmill or you're going to do yoga or something else. That doesn't mean you're a failure. It doesn't mean you're a quitter. And maybe you find that you loved the yoga so much that now once a week, instead of your walk, you're going to do yoga or you're going to cut your walk time and do yoga. You know, whatever it is, it doesn't make you a quitter or a failure for changing your goal. And I don't like using the word failure because a lot of times it's common to attribute that to yourself, like you are a failure, like it's an identity that you take on. No one is ever a failure as an identity. You may fail at something, but you're not a failure. So what could it look like to quit? Maybe you have a goal of walking every day for 60 days and you make it to day three and you just quit and never walk again because you had one bad day. Or you want to start eating more vegetables and you had one weekend off where you didn't eat vegetables, so you just stop eating vegetables. Or every single weekend you don't eat vegetables and you never try to troubleshoot, where can you fit those vegetables in? So there's little things like that. So just know, I did not achieve my goal. It is okay. And if you don't achieve your goal, it's okay too. We're not going to be able to achieve every single goal, especially on the first try So keep going, keep at it, and you will achieve your goals. I promise you. If you loved this, you are trying to achieve your goals, especially if you're trying to do health and weight loss and you just can't stick to it. You can't figure out the veggies. You can't figure out the weight loss. I am taking on new one-on-one clients for health and weight loss coaching. So send me an email, email, it's Kristen at KristenFaust.com. I'll have it in the show notes, show notes, or DM me on Instagram at KristenGFaust. And let's chat and see if it'd be a great fit and get you achieving your goals. And I hope you have a great day.